You're listening to SB Nation Radio. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Kevin Green. Tony Dungy. The late Dick Stanton. Eddie D. Bartolo. The late Ken Stabler. Marvin Harris. Orlando Pace. The gunslinger Brett Barr. This is your Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2016. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. You know, I feel really good. You know, I, I play with a lot of confidence. I, I usually feel good even when your bad plays, things happen. You know, you just got to keep plugging away and I feel confident. Well, that was Philadelphia's gunslinger. Quarterback Carson Wentz after Monday's defeat of the Bears. It happened in Chicago. We, of course, are coming to you from the Renai Studios and. Trust me, guys, we're just as fortunate as Carson Wentz. Of course, you're going to hear more of him because, well, because he's a quarterback and because that win Monday, well, it not only makes the Eagles 2-0, and but it makes Carson Wentz the first rookie quarterback since the 1970 merger to win his first two starts without throwing an interception. Goose, I bet you didn't know that. Maybe you did, but this is a Hall of Fame show. So, Rick, you have him on your ballot for the class of 2017? Clark, speaking of the Bears, Kyle Orton took the Bears to a 10 wins in a division title as a rookie in 2005, and he's never been on my ballot, so I'll hold off a week or two on Wentz. <laughs> okay, I'll take that as a no. Um, well, speaking of the class of 2017, the Pro Football Hall of Fame last week announced its list of 94 modern era candidates, and we're going to address it on this show. And when I say we're going to address it, we will discuss why Darren Sharper who is serving 18 years for multiple rape convictions. Why Darren Sharper is on the ballot. Well, those are the rules. What are you going to do? You know, the rules are the rules. And the Pro Football Hall of Fame is, uh, uh, in my opinion, wisely sort of stayed away from trying to be the moral arbiters of the world. Uh, you know, they argue cases based on football performance pretty much only. Uh, and based on that, he's, he deserves to be on the list of 94. Now, I doubt that he's going to end up on the list of the final 15. And I may disagree, frankly, with that rule. But uh, it is what it is. And so I think... Uh, we have to deal with it. Well, let me ask you guys about that. Ron said you opened it up, Goose. Do um, you disagree with the rule? I mean, you think Sharper's name should be on this ballot? No, I think the Hall of Fame should exercise a common sense clause. If you're sitting in a prison, you cannot be a <laughs> Hall of Fame ballot. There's there's more to life than being a Hall of Fame caliber football player. Wait, does that mean that we get Ron's name off the ballot for this year? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, have a, I don't only have a problem with that in that I grew up in a city where the mayor was sitting in prison when he was the mayor, and he got reelected. Uh, James Michael Curley, the great James Michael Curley. Now didn't he was only in a... pro... didn't have in Providence too, Ron. With, with, yeah, well, uh... he got re he got reelected after he came out of prison. The great Buddy Sianci. Buddy Sianci, uh, a great. Know, mayor, who once yeah. was caught in a police raid into a uh, house of ill repute, and the state police came up to him, shocked, and said, because he didn't know what to do, uh, Mr. Mayor, uh, this will surprise you, but this is a house of prostitution. And Buddy took a cigar out of his mouth, blew a ringed circle into his face, and said, I can see why they made you a detective. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, we're not going to be trying to get Buddy Cianci in the Hall of Fame, but we are going to get into that class of 2017. In fact, we have one member of that class, the candidates, moderate candidates with us today. I'm talking about former offensive lineman Chris Hinton, who might profile this week on our website, Talk of Fame Network. Com. We also have with us today Hall of Fame running back Eric Dickerson. He's going to talk to us about the Rams returning to L.A. And historian John Cherney. He's of the Pro Football Journal. He's a longtime friend of the show, too. He's back 
to help us with a class of, 19, of 2017 choices. And uh, Goose, Ron, we're going to talk about which 2-0 and, and O&T two teams should be worried. Uh, you've got a 2-0 team in New England, Ron. I don't, yes, I don't, I don't think you should be worried. But We don't anyway, worry up there. We, we are don't worry now. We're in we're worried in Dallas. Dallas. <laughs> you should be. But before we get to that, let's get to what just happened and what's about to happen. Um, we started off with a clip from Carson Wentz, that Philadelphia gunslinger who is 2-0, and that's great. Except, guys, um, as Goose cautioned us about Kyle Orton, uh, Ryan Leaf started off 2-0, and that was great too until, of course, it wasn't. Not saying this guy's Ryan Leaf because he's not, but how do you tell people in Philadelphia to rein in those expectations, Goose, at least for now? Why would I want to rein them in? I mean, the folks in Philadelphia know all about suffering. The 76ers set a record for futility in a season. The Eagles have lost two Super Bowls. The Flyers haven't been the same since they left the spectrum. If Wentz keeps winning, let the Philly fanatics have a grand old time. The booing will start soon enough. It always does in Philly. <laughs> yeah, somewhere around Christmas time, right when Santa comes to town. Um, hey, you know what I don't get, guys? Um, you know, they weren't going to play this guy this season. Remember, I mean, that's what we were told, at least. And then, of course, Sam Bradford got dealt. And suddenly, Carson Wentz goes from third stringer to starter. And the best thing to happen in Philly since, Ron, since Todd played the Tower Theater. That's right, Todd. That's the cheesesteak. You know, obviously they saw enough over the summer to change their mind. Um, it's easy to say you aren't going to play a guy or you're not going to do this or that until it becomes obvious that you should. When when Drew Bledsoe was a rookie, Parcells insisted he was not going to start the season. He brought in this guy, Scott Seekills, who couldn't throw his keys across the room. Ouch. And pretty quickly, Drew Bledsoe was a starting quarterback. And I remember asking him about that. And uh, what Parcells said was, Look, when it becomes obvious who the best guy is, if you don't put him out there, your own players are looking at you sideways. And uh, I think to a degree in Philadelphia, that's a decision they made. Ron, what do you like most about this guy? I'm sure you saw that game on Monday. What do you like yeah. most about him? Well, I think he's, you know, he's, he's poised. He's, he's, uh, he's benefiting a little bit, I think, from low expectations because of the school he came from. And people say, well, he, you know, he's not ready for this and he's not ready for that, even though every time I open the paper on Sunday, they've beaten some big powerhouse on Saturday like they did last week. So I, I just think that he's uh, more prepared to play than people thought and thus far not making the big mistake, you know, the big miss that, that can get you killed. As long well, as he can I, do that, he can win. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think the most important stat to me is zero with him, which is no mistakes. Right. Um, I, I mentioned Sam Bradford. How about that debut? I mean, that that was that was pretty good. Huh? I mean, a nice game he played. Uh, Goose. In fact, I, I'm wondering. You know, when I saw that game against Green Bay, with the loss of Adrian Peterson, you know, I, and I know it might be for a short period of time, but anyway, with his absence, will the identity of that team change? I mean, will it be more about Sam Bradford and Stephon Diggs than Adrian Peterson? And and should it be? No, I, I don't think the identity of the offense will change. Not with North Turner calling the plays. He has always been a strong advocate of the run. He's produced four different NFL rushing champions, Emmett Smith, Ricky Williams, LaDainian Thompson, and Adrian Peterson. He also made 1,000-yard rushes out of Terry Allen, Lamont Jordan, and Ryan Matthews. He'll find some way to balance the offense for Bradford with the run. Ronnie? Yeah, I, I think that's right. I mean, Zimmer, is he's got his own sort of approach the way he wants to play, power running game and limiting mistakes and playing great on defense. Uh, and as for Bradford, look, he's had great games before, before. The whole question with him is how many great games does he have before he's yeah. in the ER? Right. Uh, you know, so I wasn't really shocked that he played well. <laughs> I'll be shocked if he's still playing well a month from now. You know, his arm isn't, you know, tucked behind his back or something. <laughs> you know, he just seems to get hurt. If he yeah, doesn't no, get hurt, but... pretty good player. Yeah, as you mentioned, it's not so much about ability as it is availability. Exactly. And 
And this guy's missed three of the past four years with, with some kind of injury. Well, I mentioned the other side of the ball here, uh, Green Bay. What do you make of the, the Packers? I mean, especially Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he looked lost, I thought, Sunday night. Didn't seem to have any sort of pocket presence. Didn't know where the next hit was coming. And and this is a team who's that barely beat Jacksonville the week before. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers looks uncomfortable, and as a result, the Packers look uncomfortable. He hasn't thrown for 200 yards in a game yet. He has almost as many rushing touchdowns as passing touchdowns. You know, my guess is he doesn't trust his offensive line at this point. If a line can't block, a quarterback can't have peace of mind. Right now, I don't think Aaron Rodgers has peace of mind. Well, I, I agree, and you know, you wonder a little bit. Maybe the window's closing, not necessarily on, on Rodgers, but on the the whole operation up there. But I think they're, one of their big problems is they don't have explosive receiver, receivers. You know, the, uh, their yards after the catch generally is terrible. And so I don't care how good a quarterback you are. At some point, you need some help from your receivers. You know, if I throw the ball two yards, we get a two-yard game. If I throw a 20, we get a 20-yard game. If I throw a 30, we get a 30-yard game. Uh, you know, they've got to help them and, and do more. Uh, and, and thus far, they haven't shown the ability to do that. Okay, since we're on the subject of quarterbacks, Goose, I'd ask you, how's that Dak Prescott for South Fork cattle baron campaign going on down in Dallas? Oh, we've lowered the bar. The Cowboys are one one <laughs> Prescott hasn't thrown a touchdown pass yet. You know, there's a segment of this town that wants to keep him on the field even when Romo returns to health. But as you mentioned earlier, Clark, two games does not a quarterback make. Prescott hasn't made a mistake yet. No fumbles, no interceptions. But he'll start making mistakes. All rookie quarterbacks do. And that may slow the bandwagon a tad. Lower the bar. That comes easy down in Dallas, doesn't it, Goose? We're all at the bar in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, really. quickly, guys. Based on the first two weeks, who do you like in the NFC East? Dallas, Philadelphia, the Giants. Or those Kirk Cousins boo birds? Giants. I like defense. I like the Eagles, so I don't really like any of these guys, to tell you the truth. But, uh, you know, and, and, until somebody proves they can beat the Eagles, I like them in that division. Yeah, one thing about the Eagles and Giants, they have something they didn't have last year, defense. Exactly. Well, we've got something we always have, an ad coming up. So we're going to stop right here. When we return, we're going to dis- dissect the Hall of Fame's Class of 2017 preliminary candidates, preliminary candidates, and address the controversial Darren Sharp, a question. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Hey, everyone. This is Life Tips with Geico. Life Tip 1. Use a shower squeegee to remove pet fur from carpet. Squeegee is also very fun to say. Consider it when naming a pet or child. Life Tip 2. Switch to GEICO and you could save hundreds on your car insurance. With over 75 years of experience and a 97% customer satisfaction rating, they know what they're doing. GEICO. Get savings into your life. Visit GEICO.com today. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. QL1, you've been talking a lot about Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans lately. What would you say is the best reason to use it? It's easy to use. You can get approved in minutes. It's convenient. Hey, uh, QL1, I asked for the best reason. Oh, hold on. I wasn't finished. You can share your pay stubs and bank statements at the touch of a button so you get real numbers, not estimates. And three, two, one. 
Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org number 3030. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. One obstacle many small businesses face is that getting the capital they need can be a difficult task. That's where Cabbage comes in. Cabbage provides simple, flexible access to a line of credit up to $100,000. They have helped 80,000 businesses with over $2 billion in funding. Go to Cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. You'll get a decision in minutes and can start using your funds immediately. Access your line from a phone or computer and only pay for what you take. Make Cabbage your first resort for business funding. Burger King presents breakfast stories today's story bob and the two for four dollar croissantwich so here's a doozy i'm eating my two croissantwich for four dollars you know and this lady comes over making big moon eyes and i'm like keep your paws off my other croissantwich ma'am great story bob thick cut bacon and eggs on a flaky croissant hey this is not breakfast this is a burger king breakfast get two croissantwich sandwiches now for just four dollars only a burger king price of participation varies. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Um, yeah, I have questions. Prescription drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right? Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed. Isn't it? Why is heroin so addictive? Molly just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom? Dad, did you ever try drugs? They're going to ask. Be ready. Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Talk of Fame Network, sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. You know what? Probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Sound like a good deal? It's because it is. And here's another. Right now at participating Burger King restaurants, you can get two Croissant Witch Breakfast Sandwiches for only $4. You heard me, two for four. It's only Burger King. Price and participation vary. Restrictions apply. The Pro Football Hall of Fame last week announced its preliminary list of 94 modern era candidates for the class of 2017. Unfortunately, Todd Rundgren wasn't on that, but I like that intro, Derek. Thank you very much. Uh, but there are some familiar names on there, like Kurt Warner, Darrell Owens, Terrell Davis, Edger and James, John Lynch, of course, and many others. But we have a lot of big names among the first-year eligibles, too. And I'm talking about guys like LT, LaDainian Tomlinson, Heinz Ward, Brian Dawkins, Jason Taylor, and Donovan McNabb. We received that list in the mail this week. We must fill it out and return it by late October. And the 25 semifinalists, they're going to be named or announced in November. So... Let's take a look, guys, at what we have. I mean, often, as there was last year with Brett Favre and the year before with Junior Seau, there's a dead bolt cinch among the group. And this year, it just seems like there's the same thing. It's no different. I'd have to say it's LT, Ladane, and Tomlinson. Goose, am I wrong? Am I right? What? Yes, sir. The NFL's fifth all-time leading rusher and third all-time touchdown maker is the one lead pipe cinch on this ballot. Wow. Ron? The goose you don't often hear him say lead pipe cinch. No. I think he got hit with a lead pipe when the show started. Hey, hey, he's a TCU kid. What can I say? Well, they, I <laughs> oh, should have figured. Go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Of course, you got that. Texas. Yeah, you got that band too. Uh, I'm not sure if he's, you know, I'm not sure if he's a slam uh, dunk. Is quite right. Look, he's he's as Goose points out. You know, he ranks very high in yards and rushing touchdowns, and and, and those numbers speak for themselves. But he has the eternal problem of of guys who struggle to get in a lousy playoff record. 
not only did his team never win anything, he had arguably only one decent playoff game in 10 tries. Uh, you know, he averaged 3.4 yards a carry in the playoffs. He was 2-5 and five with San Diego, with the infamous, you know, sitting it out in the Patriots game with his helmet on his head, uh, you know, saying he had, uh, you know, reportedly had a knee uh, injury, although it was never surgically repaired. So, you know, and that's not to be all and end all, but we talk about it all the time, don't we, guys, about the championships and who has championships and what the percentage is. Nearly 70% of guys have championships, and he's barely got playoff wins. So I think somebody's going to raise that, and uh, that may make it a little more difficult uh, sledding than he anticipated. Okay, Ron, I want to go on record right now. Derek, mark this down. I'm going to bet, Ron, two croissant with breakfast sandwiches. Two. That's $4, two of them. Two for two four. Two for Burger four, King. right? Yeah. Same as you went gets... with your dating. Two for four. <laughs> That's right, that he gets in on the first ballot. I'm with Goose on this one, but two for four. You got it? Yeah, all right. All right, I'll take that bet. I'll okay. take that bet. Now I got to um, start making phone calls. <laughs> Trade votes all over the place. That's right. Forty-five Hall of Fame selectors. Look, he's a great um, player. Don't get me wrong. I, I just think he, it's it's not like there's no hole in his resume, and it's not like there hasn't been other great runners in particular that took a while to get in. Yeah, Bettis okay. being one of them. But who's the next most attractive to you, Goose? I mean, other than LT, who's the next? Most attractive? Well, I think the most attractive to me is the NFL's all-time leading scorer. Morton Anderson, Whoa. but I doubt the board as a whole finds him as attractive. This committee loves stats, and stats belong to the offensive players. So my guess, the committee will finally fall in love with Kurt Warner in this meeting. Yeah, I, I'm with you. But you know, since you mentioned Morton Anderson, I guess the Michigan State marching band's not behind him because he's a isn't he a Spartan? I didn't hear him. I, I didn't hear him. He Ron? is a Spartan. He is oh, a Spartan. Wait a minute. Yeah, they they're are. In the back of the, over they're the in the back of the room. They're, right, they're, they're, in, they're in South Bend last weekend. They're marching down in victory. <laughs> they're coming through the Renai studio, they're, Ron. They're right. There they are. They're in Goose's backyard. They're coming through the living room, out the front door with the dog. It's great. Yeah. Who's the next uh, most attractive to you, Ron? Uh, for me, and you guys are going to say silly me, typical Borges, uh, you know, the patron saint of lost causes, Sterling Sharp. There's not another guy on this list who belongs in there more than Sterling Sharp. Uh, we wrote about him on the website about a year or so ago, maybe even longer than that. Caused a bit of a stir. Uh, but between 1988 and 1994, before he had to retire with that terrible uh, neck injury, he was second only to Jerry Rice uh, in just about everything you could think of. He led the NFL in receptions three times, twice in touchdowns. He's one of only seven players to lead the NFL in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns in the same season. And every one of those guys but Steve Smith, who isn't eligible yet, are already in the hall. Between that time period, he had 595 receptions, second to Rice, 65 touchdowns, second to Rice, and 8,134 uh, yards, third only to Rice and my pal Henry Ellard. If dominance is about getting in the Hall of Fame, he dominated his era. There's no question about it. And, unlike most of these guys, he played with five slappy quarterbacks before he finally got a real one in Brett Favre in, in 1992. He had three years with Favre. What did he do? He averaged 105 catches, 1,285 yards, 14 touchdowns, and he had more production than Jerry Rice in those three years. So when they finally gave him a quarterback, look out. He was 29 when his career ended. He's the most deserving guy on this list. So, Ron, just to make it clear, and I'm being serious here, you put him ahead of T.O. on this list. I would. Okay. All right. Um, he dominated, like, what it's all about. Right. Ron, let me get this clear, too. You put him ahead of any Raider on this list? <laughs> Well, uh, take it easy now. Let's not get too <laughs> Don't carry away with I didn't even ask about Cliff Branch. Uh, he's a senior. Now, Ty one Law would have shut him down, but other than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, one guy who's not going to be making this list, guys, is Darren Sharper, and we talked about him briefly earlier. He certainly is qualified, but he's also in prison for the next 18 years for multiple rape convictions. Now, there was an outcry last week when his name was included in this list, and, and I understand it, but I also understand what the Hall's rules and bylaws state. 
which is that off the field behavior should have no bearing on someone's candidacy. And just as it didn't with LT, Lawrence Taylor's name came up. So uh, I will ask you, Ron, I'll start with you. Is it time to revise or overhaul those bylaws? I don't really think so. I, I think this is a particularly difficult case. Uh, and maybe as Goose said earlier, some common sense might have prevailed here and it didn't, no surprise there. My concern with this kind of, with removing this uh, or adding some sort of morality clause is unless you feel morally superior enough to be the morality police, don't do it. Because uh, in the end, you just vote your conscience. You know, just because he's on this list, list doesn't mean you have to put him in the Hall of Fame. I don't think anybody could argue that he doesn't belong on this list of 94 guys based on his football ability. Doesn't mean you have to vote for him. Yeah, let me just say this. If Sharper wasn't sitting in prison and wasn't convicted of a felony, he still wouldn't be a slam dunk for this class. Right. There are 28 all-decade selections on the preliminary ballot, and he's one of them, only 25 slots. So at least three all-decade players are going to be left off, then factoring Kurt Warner and John Lynch, neither of whom was an all-decade selection, possibly Isaac Bruce. There could be six to eight all-decade players left off, and we all know this committee's disdain for safeties. Well, Goose, for, for Sharper's name to appear on that list, he has to be nominated by someone, right? Right. right. Who would nominate him? And it why? wasn't me. I was it was I, you, Clark. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm right. I'm, I'm guessing it's you know it's probably the guy from New Orleans or the guy from 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 where else? Green Bay. Green Bay. You know, I'm guessing. You know, I mean, but you're right. It's it's there right at that level. You could say to yourself, okay, we got any sense in our heads here? You're not really doing yeah, yeah. us a favor or even him a favor. Well, so right. let me ask you one other question, Goose. I'll start with you. If O.J. Simpson were up for say. The class of 1996 because he was found not guilty in 1995 would you have voted for him even though he was found not guilty of murder and, and should well, his name have been included if he were up in 1996 well he was found liable in the deaths of his ex-wife ron goldman in a civil suit now that would factor was, in that was know, later I wouldn't, I wouldn't vote him in in the preliminary ballots just as i won't vote sharp on my preliminary ballot but if simpson made the final 15 you'd have a hard time voting no how about my law and order guy ron <laughs> well look uh, you, you raised a key point here. He was found not guilty. Whether you like it or you don't like it, those 12 people sat in the box every day. I didn't. And, you know, if you're going to say we have a, a system of laws and a guy's going to go through that and come out not guilty and we're still going to call him guilty, then why do we even have any juries? Okay. Well, Darren Sharp is not going anywhere, but we are. We're going to commercial. When we come back, we're going to sit down with Hall of Fame running back Eric Dickerson. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go Hi, to Geico. Hi, Tom Bodette. Seems like everyone's got an idea for a startup. From innovations like laundry sharing to startups that help other startups start up. Well, rather than starting up, Motel 6 is starting fresh by renovating rooms nationwide, still for a great low price. It's a smart place to invest your capital every time you venture. Unlike my cat cologne startup, fail. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai Water Heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. You are on a spiritual journey towards savings. 
your mind is drifting into uncharted territory as you use the Name Your Price tool to find policy options that fit your budget. Options that fit perfectly. Like football pants or the unitard thingies wrestlers wear. Experience inner peace with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Um, yeah, I have questions. Prescription drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right? Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed. Isn't it? Why is heroin I so addictive? Molly just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom? Dad, did you ever try drugs? They're going to ask. Be ready. Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Well, our next guest is one of the greatest players, not only in Rams history, but in NFL history. Running back Eric Dickerson is a Hall of Famer who holds the league's single-season rushing record and single-season rookie rushing record. Was a rookie of the year, an offensive player of the year, a four-time league rushing champ, six-time Pro Bowler, and five-time All-Pro. And today, well, today we're just delighted to have him with us. Eric, thanks for being here. And first question, you played for the L.A. Rams, and they are the L.A. Rams again. But they're not the playoff team they were when you were there. In fact, <laughs> far from it. Uh, not only they have they not had a winning season since 2003, they haven't scored a touchdown this year. Now, I, I lived in San Diego, and, and I know how Southern Californians love winners. But my question to you is, how patient do you think L.A. will be with the Rams? Oh, you know, I think it comes down to how competitive they are, you know, the teams they beat uh, this season, and kind of what the record is. I mean, if the record is maybe 9-7, and seven, you know, they may even go 8-8, eight and eight, mm-hmm. you know, given that. But if they're, you know, 4-12 or, you know, 6-10, and 10, you know, it's going to be tough. I mean, because, you know, in Los Angeles, there's a lot of things to do. You know, the, the Rams haven't been here in 22 years, and a lot of fans are like, well, hey, look, you know, they can expect us just to be be here when they get back. You know, it's like a, it's like a wife or a girlfriend you have. She leaves, and all of a sudden she wants to come back. And you're like, hey, wait, well, you know, take me out to dinner for a little while. You know, show me you love me first. Just <laughs> jump back in this relationship. And then that's how the fans are. Well, of course, you were there when the Rams were there last, uh, although you played in Anaheim. But um, the Chargers in San Diego have an option to go in 2017. And if they don't, if they stay there and the, the stadium referendum gets approved, the Raiders can exercise that option. A, do you see either one of those teams making that move for 2017? And is L.A. ready for one but not Two franchises in 2017. You know, I think I think uh, San Diego. No, they wouldn't be ready for San Diego. To be honest with you, I don't think LA wants San Diego. If they had to have another team, and I mean, I would like to see one team here. That'd be the Rams. Uh, the other team would be the Raiders. The Raiders have a big following. You know, the Rams fans might not want to admit that, but it's true. The Raiders have a real big following here. The Raiders won a Super Bowl here in LA. You know, in the 80s, and uh, that would be the other team that would come here now. The Vegas thing is up in the air. Um, I don't think it's a problem with going to Vegas. I really don't. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of temptations in Vegas, but there's a lot of temptations in L.A. Sure, it's, absolutely. It's yeah. really gambling. It's really gambling. That's really it. It's, it's the difference. But I don't think it would be a problem with them going to, uh, to, uh, to Vegas. But 
I would like to just see one team, and that would be the Rams. And why just one team rather than two? I mean, as I said, you had the Rams and the Raiders there at one time. Uh, you know, it's just <laughs> – I think it's just always better to have one team in one city. That's just my okay. opinion. Okay. You know, for you, for, for, really for the fan base, you know, like let every city have their team. And, I mean, the Rams were here for so many years by themselves, then the Raiders showed up. And, but I guess it would work. I mean, that's put like that. It would work with two teams here. Do you think the Raiders end up in Las Vegas in 2017? I think they do. I really, I really believe that. People say no. People, people say yes. You know, they said that the Rams were going to come back here. You know, right. you know oh, I'm not coming back. You know, oh, no, they're going to vote it down. And I kept saying the Rams are coming back. They, they, they're, the, they're the logical choice to come back to L.A. Oh, no, no, no. And sure enough. <laughs> Sure enough, they're there. There they are. Uh, We're speaking with Hall of Fame running back Eric Dickerson on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com. Eric, Dallas rookie running back Ezekiel Elliott, as you know, says he wants to break your rookie rushing record of 1,808 yards. Now, that was set in 1983, which means it stood for 33 years. He ran for 51 yards in a season opener, which also means... Yep, he must average 120 yards in each of the remaining 14 games. So you like his chances? Uh, well, yeah, you know, yes, I do. And, 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 and this is the reason why, because starting the game off, starting the season off slow is no big deal. I mean, it's happened to me. I started off in 84 slow when I had the 2,000-yard season. Um, my, my rookie season, I started off with 91 yards, not even a touchdown. Um, they have a great offensive line over there in Dallas. Dad Prescott, has, you know, he's a young quarterback. He has a lot of upside, a lot of potential, can help keep that eight, nine man front, you know, off the line of scrimmage until uh, Tony Romo comes back. But mm-hmm. I wanted to break that record. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's make it perfectly clear. Uh, I had him on my radio show last week, and I asked him a couple of questions. First, I started off with, you know, how fast is the game compared to college? Right. And he said it's a big difference in, from pro to college. And I, I knew that. And then my last question was, do you think you can break that record that we've been talking about? <laughs> he laughed and he said, you know, after that first game, it may be a little tougher than I thought. Because, you yeah. know, I think all of us that have come out of college think that we can do the same thing that we did in college. But when you get to the pros, you actually see in the regular season how fast the game is. You find out very quickly that, hey, this is a different level here. Well, Eric, you know, speaking of rushing records, you also, as I mentioned up top, hold the single season mark there, too, with 2,105. That was set in 1984, as most fans know. Two-part question. A, do you think we will see, ever see, a 2,000-yard rusher again? Because I, I asked that because there were only seven 1,000-yard rushers a year ago. And B, do you think your, yeah. rever, your record will ever be eclipsed? You know, I, I, once again, I hope not. <laughs> I, I hope not. But, you know, it just depends on, you know, it may go to an 18-game season. You hear that? It's, it's hard to do that, too. I mean, look, Clark, I came, I came close three other times to going over 2,000 yards, and it's just tough. You know, it, it comes down to, you know, how your offense performs. You run the football. If you get hurt, you fall behind too early. You know, you fall behind a couple of games. Now you got to throw the football yeah. a lot. Uh, it just everything has to work out perfectly. I mean, Adrian Peterson had the best chance, and I said the same thing with him. <laughs> I called him after the game. So a great season, blah, blah. And I asked him, I said, don't you have a, a record with most games, or most yards in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a game? He said, yep. I said, what's that? He said, I think it was 297. I said, you want to, want to break that record? He laughed. He said, no. <laughs> uh, and I said, that's how I feel about my 2,000-yard season. We laughed, we laughed about it. It's, it's going to be t- tough. 
it is going to be tough because the, the, the game's going in the other direction. It's become sort of a fantasy football game with passing. Um, we've got about two and a half minutes left here, E.D., but let me ask you, and we're speaking to the Hall of Fame running back Eric Dickerson on the Talk of Fame Network. And again, you can find us at our website, talkoffamenetwork.com. I don't know if you noticed, but, but the Hall last week announced his modern era list of 94 preliminary candidates for the class of 2017. And it includes first-year eligible LaDainian Tomlinson, who I covered in San Diego. He could be and, and maybe should be a first ballot inductee. I assume you liked his game, and I'm going to ask you what about his game was it that you liked, and would you like voters to make him a first ballot Hall of Famer? Yes, I, I, I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. The thing I liked about LT's game was that you never know when. You never know when, but it was going to happen sooner or later. And that was he was going to break a big run if it was for, from the backfield, from a catch and a screenplay. He always just that, that home run hitter, and, and that's what I liked about his game. He, he, they were never out of it when, when he played for San Diego, and he gave the – the San Diego San Diego fans a lot of a lot, a lot of pride, you know, a lot of excitement in San Diego. And you know, when you have a player that any minute you never know what's going to happen. That's the kind of guy. That's a Hall of Fame player. When he's like, okay, we have to game plan this guy. And when when teams played the Chargers back in those days, they had to game plan LT. Right. If not, as they say, you, you they would hurt him. E.D., we make a big deal about first ballot Hall of Famers. You're in the Hall. Is it a big deal? Is it a big deal to you guys? <laughs> you know, the thing for me is I didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't think about it that much, you know, if it was got in the first ballot or not. But I think for a player, I think it really is, to be honest with you, because it shows the respect that the game has for you and you have for the game and what the players, the respect the players have for you also. It shows that, look, this guy is for sure a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think that most of the guys that are in the hall on the first ballot are very, very proud of going on the first ballot. I mean, you know, they can always say, hey, I was the first ballot Hall of Fame. Last question for you. We've got about 30 seconds left. If you could put someone in today in the hall who's not in, who would it be? Dexter Manley, another guy that, to me, overlooked when we played against the Redskins, when you talked about defensive ends in that era that would disrupt your, your, your offense, that you had to block a guy that, that you had to have on, someone on – when we played the Redskins, the first thing is say, hey, if you can help the tackle going out the backfield, help him with Dexter Manley. And to me, Dexter Manley is that kind of player. Hey, Eric, thanks so much for the time. We got to run. And good luck with those Rams. <laughs> Clark, thank you. We need a lot of luck. But <laughs> you so. do. That was former Hall of Fame running back Eric Dickerson. And Ron, did that Manley comment catch you by surprise? He must have hit him in the backfield numerous times. That's the only thing I could think of. <laughs> well. Anyway, like Eric, we got to run. We're going to go to commercial. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. You are in the middle of the ocean on a raft, finding coverage options that fit your budget. As you listen to the ebb and flow of the tide, your budget, the ebb, our coverage, the flow. Why tetherball isn't considered a real sport? Unknown. Be at one with your budget with the Name Your Price tool. Visit Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. 
Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. Throughout my career, I've developed hundreds of innovative products that make people's lives easier. That's what Cabbage does for small business owners. They've developed a simple and flexible way for business owners to access a line of credit of up to $100,000. Apply online or from your phone. You will get a decision in minutes and can start using your funds immediately. Cabbage has provided over $2 billion to 80,000 small businesses like yours. To get started, visit cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. Make Cabbage your first resort for business funding. QL1, you've been talking a lot about Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans lately. What would you say is the best reason to use it? It's easy to use. You can get approved in minutes. It's convenient. Hey, uh, QL1, I asked for the best reason. Oh, hold on. I wasn't finished. You can share your pay stubs and bank statements at the touch of a button so you get real numbers, not estimates. And Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button. Get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. You play to win the game. Hey, Ron Borges. Yes, sir. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means I say 15% 15 minutes ago because I called them. That's right. Well, you were smart. I mean, you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So get smart, just like Ron. Go there. You know where else you should go? Burger King. Because right now at participating Burger King restaurants, you can get two. Yes, two croissant witch breakfast sandwiches for only $4. Two for four. That's only Burger King. Price and participation vary. Restrictions apply. Guys, it hasn't been announced yet, but uh, I think you saw this. Sure looks like Lady Gaga is going to perform the halftime show at this year's Super Bowl. And Ron... Big music fan. Does that have you gaga or are you lady gag gag over this choice? Yeah. Where's up with people when you need them? <laughs> <laughs> no offense to Lady Gaga, but uh, who I'm sure is a fine person and all of that. If you track the arc of Super Bowl halftime entertainment, you can see what's happened to American society. We're sort of heading in a, uh, an odd uh, direction. You know, but uh, for me, you know what I like to do at halftime, Clark? I like to turn and talk to you about the game. Oh, yeah, right. Which is hard to do when you can't hear yourself think. (laughs) That's right. That's right. We have closed-in press boxes. Well, the Super Bowl hasn't exactly covered itself in glory at halftime, though we've had had some notable performances. I think we've mentioned them on the show before, Prince and McCartney are two of them. But uh, we've discussed our Halftime Hall of Fame on this show before of Super Bowl halftimes. So let me ask you guys this. If you had a choice of halftime shows, who would it be and why? Rick Gosling. a Beatles reunion, which will never happen for obvious reasons, but then the NFL will never ask me whom I would like to see perform anyway. Ron? Well, in an ideal world, B.B. King playing the blues and Al Dior Goddess breaking down the game. <laughs> Dior. <laughs> was that a swim move or a yeah, power yeah, rush, yeah. bull rush or what? Anyway, yeah. Well, those are good. All right, listen, I'm, I'm going to go sort of in Rick's direction. I'm going with the Kinks. The Kinks. Because it would force them to do what they can't do by themselves, guys. Call a truce and get back together, for goodness sakes. Jeez, enough already, Dave and Ray. It's a mixed up, muddled up, shook up world except for Chris Hinton. Yes, as I mentioned, we're going to have him on in the second half of the show. And knowing that, I decided to pump his tires this week on our website. That would be talkoffamenetwork.com. And I made his Hall of Fame case for him, which I think he probably... And expect him to make for himself later on in the show. But first, let me do it for him. Chris Hinton has never been a Hall of Fame semifinalist, which means he's never been one of the final 
25 candidates in any year. And guys, someone's going to have to explain that one to me because, I mean, he was a seven-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, and he was named to the Pro Bowl at three different offensive line positions. So what's holding him back? That's a good question. I'm sure he's going to have some thoughts on this, but um, to me, it's a couple of things. First of all, offensive linemen are basically anonymous unless they do something extraordinary, either good or bad. And, and in his case, I think something extraordinary did happen to him, and, and it was good, and it was bad, both. He was traded for John Elway. I know because I was in Baltimore then in 1983. Ron, I think you had just left town like John Elway. But um, the good is that we remember his name. The, the bad is that we remember his name for that 1983 deal, and he deserves more. He was versatile, he was solid, and he was recognized, despite playing for teams that were combined 57 and 70 during his career. But that's the other knock. He wasn't all decade, and he didn't get a ring. So what? So the majority of players and coaches in the hall, as both of you have reminded me, have at least one of those honors. I'm not sure Chris Hinton is Hall of Fame worthy, but come on, guys, can't we at least get him to the top 25? I mean, he was a very good player on sometimes very bad teams, and the Associated Press was able to look past that. Why can't we? Well, Clark, with his multi-pro bowls at multi-positions, is he the Joe Klecko of this ballot? I would say so, Goose, except... Joe Klecko got notoriety, and he got notoriety as part of the New York Sack Exchange. I mean, he got something that Chris Hinton didn't. Um, Chris got it for a trade. He got it for being part of that New York Sack Exchange. First of all, he played in the media capital of the world. Second, he sacked quarterbacks. And third, the Jets were this close, as you remember, in 1982 to get into the Super Bowl before falling to Miami. So, uh, to me, similar, not the same. Well, Clark, whistles. That's whistles right. are blowing. Whistles Big are whistle. blowing, which means we're moving to the two-minute drill. Yes, we're going to that two-minute drill that I'm going to be calling this week with you, Rick, and Ron answering the questions, and Derek Burns, our producer, manning the clock. I think he just manned the whistle on that. So let's not waste any more time, guys. Let's get started. Who's hotter, Cam Newton or those Samsung smartphones? Newton, he hasn't been recalled yet. Definitely, Newton. You wear a straw bowler and a multi-hued bow tie. You are hotter than Hades. <laughs> Buffalo owner Terry Pegula met with players without Rex Ryan knowing. So what did he tell him? He said, don't tell Rex. <laughs> he said, and I quote, I do not believe in nepotism, even if Rex does. Ben Roethlisberger, Ben Bernanke, or General Ben? Ben Hogan, the pride of Texas Gulf. <laughs> Very good. Ben Franklin, at least we know what he's worth. <laughs> When do the Los Angeles Rams score a touchdown, guys? When Deacon Dan Towler returns to the backfield. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, when they start playing their best quarterback, the rookie, Jared Goff. Well, Ron, speaking of that, how soon before Jared Goff starts? Week four against Cardinals. Week whenever, but not soon enough. Hey, guys, with all these running backs going down, when does Ray Rice get the call? He doesn't. <laughs> he gets the call on the 12th, the 12th of never. True or false? Former Buffalo offensive coordinator Greg Roman, yes, Greg Roman, called Rex Ryan a buffoon. False. I believe he called Rex's brother Rob a buffoon. <laughs> if he did either, the truth is his defense. Oh, this one's right up Ron's alley. What do you have to say about the Oakland Raiders now? With the NFL's top-ranked offense, I still like their chance of playing in a January. This is the easiest question on the list. 15-1. and one. <laughs> <laughs> What should we expect from Josh Norman versus Odell Beckham Jr. Part 2 Sunday? 
The same we saw last week in Josh Norman Des Bryant Part 2 last week. The two will avoid each other most of the day. Exactly. Probably a love fest, not a fight fest. Hey, when Eli Manning goes over to Peyton's place on Tuesday, what do they do? Eat the nachos Peyton has promised to make. Put on their bathrobes and count their money. <laughs> when Hillary Clinton mentioned, quote, a basket of deplorables, was she talking about A, Donald Trump followers, B, the Jacksonville Jaguars, or C, us? D, the Chicago Bears. <laughs> e, the Cleveland Browns' last 50 quarterbacks come to mind, but that would be a basket and a peck. <laughs> Former Jacksonville offensive lineman Eben Britton said he played stoned. How many players in Denver and Seattle can say that too? None that will own up to it. Fortunately, in the situation in Denver and Seattle, they can say they were legally medicated. That is the end of our first hour, but don't go anywhere. We'll be back with John Turney of the Pro Football Journal and Hall of Fame candidate Chris Hinton. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to Grasshopper.com. Hey everyone. This is Life Tips with Geico. Life Tip 1. Use a shower squeegee to remove pet fur from carpet. Squeegee is also very fun to say. Consider it when naming a pet or child. Life Tip 2. Switch to Geico and you could save hundreds on your car insurance. With over 75 years of experience and a 97% customer satisfaction rating, they know what they're doing. Geico. Get savings into your life. Visit geico.com today. QL1, this is Control, checking in to see how excited you are for launch. Over? Well, actually, I'm kind of bored. You're about to travel 17,000 miles per hour through Earth's atmosphere, and you're bored? It just doesn't sound that exciting after using Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I was able to get a completely online custom mortgage approval in minutes. Wow, that is impressive. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org number 3030. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story, Marty and the two for $4 croissant Yeah, I go to Burger King. They got that uh, croissant deal, two for $4. It's wicked good with the sausage, dude. And two for $4, that is a huge bargain. Huge. <laughs> well said, Marty. Tasty, savory, sausage on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant sandwiches now for just $4. Only at Burger King. Price of participation vary. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. One obstacle many small businesses face is that getting the capital they need can be a difficult task. That's where Cabbage comes in. Cabbage provides simple, flexible access to a line of credit up to $100,000. They have helped 80,000 businesses with over $2 billion in funding. Go to Cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. You'll get a decision in minutes and can start using your funds immediately. Access your line from a phone or computer and only pay for what you take. Make Cabbage your first resort for business funding. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO. Just 15 minutes can save you 50% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. 
So where else you should go? Burger King, because right now at participating Burger King restaurants, you can get two croissant rich breakfast sandwiches for only $4. That's right, two for four. It's only Burger King, price and participation vary. Restrictions apply. Welcome back to hour number two of the Talk of Fame Network. In the next 60 minutes, you're gonna hear from historian John Turney of the Pro Football Journal on the preliminary candidates for the Hall's class of 2017, as well as one of those candidates, former offensive lineman, Chris Hinton. Uh, guys, before we do, I mean, what do you, what do you think about Chris? Does, does he make it as a semifinalist? I mean, I, 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 I'm, we're going to talk to him later, and I mentioned him in the previous segment. Does he make it as a semifinalist, Goose, top 25? Well, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to vote for him. He's the type of guy I seek out in the cut to 25, someone who has slipped through the net of the selection mm -hmm. process, a Mike Ken, an Everson Walls, an O.G. Anderson, a Leslie O'Neill, a Chris Hinton. These guys all deserve to have their cases heard. We need to cycle more names through the room. Ron? Yeah, I saw him play a lot, uh, and he was outstanding. There's no question about it. You can play him anywhere. You know, he definitely should be debated at some point. But as, as Goose just mentioned, you know, ask Tony Baselli, Ask Mike Ken. Uh, you know, this is what happens, unfortunately, to guys in his predicament right. when their team and their general manager and their coach and their owner stink, and he was great. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a terrible thing. And the only one way to rectify it is to vote for him. And that offensive line list is pretty loaded. I mean, if you look at that group, it's pretty loaded. Yeah, good players in there, no question about it. Yeah. But no, I don't see anybody on there who I say, boy, he's better than Chris Hinton. Yeah, no, that's Frank, right. Frank. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, well, as we mentioned the first hour, that list of 94, it's going to be reduced to 25 by November. We got our ballots in the mail this week, and, and that list of semifinalists will be announced then. I'm talking about November, at which point we're going to get ballots again to reduce the list from 25 to 15 with a list of finalists, 15 finalists, announced in January and voted on the day before Super Bowl 51. Yeah, you know, 10 modern-era candidates didn't make it last year, so you figure most, if not all, will be back in the voting for the class of 2017. So that leaves five or six spots to bring in some new faces. Now, Tomlinson will get one of those. But that's a cut to 15. I, I try to cycle more names through in the cut to 25, so I won't vote the obvious choices. There are 94 mm -hmm. names on the preliminary ballot, and all deserve to be discussed at some point. My goal in the cut to 25 is to cycle new names, often some overlooked names, into the discussion. Yeah, I think that's, that's if there's a weakness uh, to the whole system, that's it. That you know, We get stuck six, seven, eight, sometimes nine times uh, Same guy. With, a, yeah. with a guy who's got enough votes to keep getting back in the room, but not enough votes to ever get out of the room. Yeah, uh, right. and, and meanwhile, each one of those years go by, all of a sudden the guy looks up, and a decade's passed, and he's never gotten there, and half a dozen faces change on the committee, and they say, who is that guy? Yeah, uh, especially right. if he's an offensive or, or lineman or, or defensive lineman in a two-gap system right. uh, where he doesn't have numbers. Two-gap system. Is this Al DeRogatis we got in here? Yeah, yeah I, I love me. I'm channeling nice. some Al DeRogatis as we speak. <laughs> well, fast-forwarding more to the present day, guys. I, I saw something the other day that caught my interest, and that's where Houston's J.J. Watt reached 75 sacks faster than anyone in NFL, NFL history except for Reggie White. Reggie did it in 62 games. J.J. Watt did it in 82. So... Here I go, Ron. I'm walking out on the ledge again. Goose, I have to ask you this question. I know it's a current-day player, and you don't like commenting on them, but if J.J. Watt's career were to end today, which I'm sure the Patriots would like, <laughs> would he be a Hall of Famer? You know, if we're going to keep Terrell Davis out for a short career, I'd be reluctant to enshrine J.J. Watt after five seasons. You know, greatness in a player tends to diminish over time. Based on his first five seasons, Mark Gastineau would have been a Hall of Fame pass rusher but he played 10 years, and I don't recall ever hearing his name bandied about in these Hall of Fame discussions. Goose, bring in the heat. 
Uh, Clark brought you know, up the sack exchange. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah right. you're right. Paint That's the right. black with goose. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, you, look, you're right. Uh, uh, he has played long enough. He has a long way to go. Uh, and as Clark mentioned earlier, you know, part of ability is availability. Right. And you got to last. you got to last the test of time. That's the difference between, uh, you know, everybody and Hall of Famers, that they are not only good, but they are good for a long period of time. Because I think we could take lots and lots and lots of players, and if they said the Hall of Fame is going to be based on your best three seasons, there'd be a ton of guys whose names we don't even remember yeah. that would be going in the Hall of Fame. Hey, Ron, have you seen this guy this year? I mean, he's top-notch. I thought he was supposed to have a bad back. Yeah, I know. My back doesn't feel that good either, but you know, uh, I'm feeling better every time I see him. You're right. I mean, it was now whether that was, again, you never know whether it's the media overhype of the moment, more or less severe. Uh, then, uh, but we do have the modern medicine and uh, you know, modern living through chemistry. And you put those two things together, <laughs> you can do a lot of things that you couldn't do before. Let me just say this: back injuries tend to heal faster when a player is 27 as opposed to when he's 36. Ask Tony Romo. Ooh. Yeah. Or as opposed Tiger. to Ron when he's uh, never right. mind. Never Ask mind. Tiger Woods. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ask Larry Bird. Um, okay, guys. Uh, the Texans. We're talking about JJ Watt's team. The Texans. They're one of eight teams to win their first two games, but you knew that. Goose knows that because he's in the state of Texas. So which of the 2-0 and o teams won't make the playoffs? Houston, Denver, Giants, Eagles, who? I'd say the Eagles. Uh, they're playing a rookie quarterback. They've beaten two defensive patsies, the Browns and the Bears. You know, Thus far, the quarterback hasn't made any mistakes, but the competition will get better as the season wears on. The Vikings, Seahawks, Bengals, and Giants all loom ahead in the schedule, all play stout defense. It won't be a, an easy road for Carson Wenton as it's been for the last two weeks. Clark, it's troubling to agree with Los Lobos, oh, uh, no. but I'm going to have to do it. I have to do it. I have to do it. Logic prevails. I, yeah, exactly, Los Lobos. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't trust teams with rookie quarterbacks either, especially you know once they get you know three or four uh, games worth of, of tape to look at. They say this flaw and that flaw, and they start to go after him, and, and uh, the pressure increases. Plus, he's in Philadelphia, so as soon as he throws one interception, they're going to be putting bombs under his car, and he has to tape <laughs> his hood down, you know, and that's <laughs> troubling to a rookie. That's what happens when you're the gunslinger, Carson the Wentz. gunslinger. <laughs> there you go. Um, well, there are also eight 0-2 teams out there, so which of them doesn't make the playoffs, if any, Goose. I think the only winless team with a chance, uh, well, there's two of them, actually, is they play in the same division, the Jaguars and Colts. I, I do think there will be a wildcard team out of the AFC South. It'll either be Indy or Jacksonville. I like the quarterbacks of both teams. I don't think any of them are going to, although the, I think the Saints have the best chance because they got Drew Brees, uh, but their defense is odorous, to say yeah, the least. Right. And who makes <laughs> it the It wasn't last weekend, but, yeah, I agree with you. I agree odorous. With you. Awful. Yeah. And who, who wins with, <laughs> uh, with that, you know? Hold your nose and pray for Brand. I mean, no. Can't do it, okay. as somebody once said. Can't do Riddle it. Riddle me this, guys. Odorous. How do you spell it? <laughs> Who should I be more worried about, Seattle or Green Bay? Because let's be honest, neither of them looked all that good, even though they're both one and one. You know, Clark, I think the NFC North will be more forgiving to the Packers than the NFC West will be to the Seahawks. You know, Arizona is a top-tier team. All right. Minnesota without Teddy Bridgewater and Adrian Peterson is not so I'd be more worried if I were the Seahawks, at least until Russell Wilson gets over his swollen ankle and become Russell Wilson again. Uh, I think Green Bay's in more trouble. Uh, you know, Seahawks still are living off their off their defense. It's a terrific defense. The Packers live off Aaron Rodgers' arm. You know, I'll always lean toward the the strong defensive team, uh, and, and that's them. Uh, they can win games twelve to ten. 
You know, I don't think that Green Bay's ever going to win a game 12 to 10. Well, hey, Goose, when you mentioned B. Russell Wilson again, you mean Hall of Fame Russell Wilson again? <laughs> I mean Russell Wilson. <laughs> okay, well, Russell Wilson is... Hall of Fame of Brian a... Wilson. That would be right. <laughs> and a Beach Boys. Yeah. Yes. Very good. That's right. Uh, well, we had a rash I'm of picking up good week. vibrations. They're, oh, Wow. You're on fire here. Uh, yeah, Jeez. yeah, I got to go put that out, actually. We had a rash <laughs> of injuries last week. Russell Wilson wasn't one of them. He got hurt in the first week, but DeMarc Swear, he's going to miss, what, four to five weeks. Adrian Peterson's down. Jay Cutler has an injured thumb. Danny Whitehead's out for the season. Ouch, that hurts San Diego. At least lose Keenan Allen one week. Danny Whitehead the next. But anyway, which injury was the most damaging in terms of long-term impact to his team? You know, without question, Adrian Peterson. You know, that team wins by running the ball and playing defense. If Peterson could have stayed healthy, I think he would have won the rushing title again. You're talking about an NFL MVP candidate out of the mix with an injury. Yeah, I think it's Peterson too, because uh, you know when running backs start to have you know leg injuries and then another leg injury, another you know it's it's a pretty rapid downhill slide historically. Uh, we had Peterson on the show, of course, saying how that wasn't going to happen and he was going to play one season longer than Tom Brady. But uh, you start hurting your legs. Uh, not only the season comes to an end, your career comes to an end. So I think it's Adrian Peterson. Hey, Goose, do you see where they removed him from the field? Looks like they walked him through a shopping mall to get to the locker room. They've copied, they've copied what they have in Dallas. Yeah, there you go. Well, no NFL. We're, we're going to copy what we did last week. We're going to commercial here. When we return, we're going to talk with John Turney, Pro Football Journal, and dissect the Hall of Fame's preliminary class for 2017. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to Grasshopper.com. Hey, everyone. This is Life Tips with Geico. Life tip one. Use a shower squeegee to remove pet fur from carpet. Squeegee is also very fun to say. Consider it when naming a pet or child. Life tip two. Switch to GEICO and you could save hundreds on your car insurance. With over 75 years of experience and a 97% customer satisfaction rating, they know what they're doing. GEICO. Get savings into your life. Visit GEICO.com today. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai Water Heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. QL1, you've been talking a lot about Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans lately. What would you say is the best reason to use it? It's easy to use. You can get approved in minutes. It's convenient. Hey, uh, QL1, I asked for the best reason. Oh, hold on. I wasn't finished. You can share your pay stubs and bank statements at the touch of a button so you get real numbers, not estimates, and... Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button. Get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org number 3030. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. One obstacle many small businesses face is that getting the capital they need can be a difficult task. That's where Cabbage comes in. Cabbage provides simple, flexible access to a line of credit up to $100,000. They have helped 80,000 businesses with over $2 billion in funding. Go to Cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. You'll get a decision in minutes and can start using your funds immediately. 
Access your line from a phone or computer and only pay for what you take. Make Cabbage your first resort for business funding. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story, Bob and the two for four dollar croissant. So here's a doozy. I'm eating my two croissant for four dollars, you know, and this lady comes over making big moon eyes. And I'm like, keep your paws off my other croissant, ma'am. Great story, Bob. Thick cut bacon and eggs on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant sandwiches now for just $4. Only at Burger King. Price participation varies. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Um, yeah, I have questions. Prescription drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right? Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed. Isn't it? Why is heroin I so addictive? Molly just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom? Dad, did you ever try drugs? They're going to ask. Be ready. Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Hey, Derek Burns. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? I think it means they'll save you some money, Clark. Yeah, and you know what? Save you some money if you went there 15 minutes ago. So go to Geico.com. Very smart. Tell you where else you should go. Burger King. Because right now, participating Burger King restaurants, you can get two croissant witch breakfast sandwiches for only $4. That's two for four. So only Burger King. Price and participation vary. Restrictions apply. As we often do on this program, when we need a reality check, we check in with historian John Turney of the Pro Football Journal. John of course, is a frequent contributor to this program and to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com. And, John, great to hear from you, as always. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. John, first things first, and we've been talking about the preliminary list for the Hall's Class of 2017. It was announced last week. And I'll be honest, I'm having my toughest time here with the offensive line. I mean, there are guys like Tony Baselli, Mike Ken, Joe Jacoby, Ken Hall, many qualified guys, as well as Chris Hinton, whom we're going to hear from soon on this list. So how do you separate that pack if you're getting down to 25? Well, when I look at it, and obviously not being a voter, just being an outsider, I just I try to look at the all-pro teams that they made. I also try to find out if they made any kind of or won any other types of awards because when most of these guys played, the, the Players Association and the, the NFL alumni had Offensive Lineman of the Year awards. So I try to see if they won any of those. And then I see if there's uh, some sort of statistical record out of media guides and things like that. And uh, then if there's Pro Football Weekly's Joel Bushbaum, I don't know if you guys remember, I'm sure you remember him. Sure, sure. He did a tremendous job of interviewing uh, coaches, GMs, kind of like what you folks do now. And back then he was one of the few that was doing it consistently. And so I try to see what kind of comments or the, the quote-unquote what they said about category, you know, that, those types of intangibles. And that's how I rate them and try to, try to categorize them. John, my pet peeve is a lack of safeties in the hall. There are only seven pure safeties enshrined, although the number may increase. This go-round with uh, Kenny Easley as our senior candidate. There are 10 safeties among the 16 DBs on the preliminary belt, including five all-decade selections. Stack for me, if you will, the three most deserving safeties in your eyes. Okay. Well, uh, 
also there should be another all decade in a player that didn't get it. Uh, Darren Woodson was not on the 90s team. I think he should have rather than Ronnie Lott. Agreed. Nothing against Ronnie Lott. It's just that he didn't play enough years, in my opinion, in the 90s to warrant a selection. So that complicates matters in my own mind a little bit. But to me, the top player, now I'm not sure if he's going to get in on the first ballot, that's up to, to you folks, but is, is Brian Dawkins. I think he's the guy who did the most. I think he he was the one who seemed like big play after big play after big play, year after year, a good tackler. He could blitz. He could cover extremely well. And the the it, deserving is a tough thing for the next guy, but I don't think he should get in on personal reasons. But Darren Sharper is a guy who had over 60 interceptions and 13 defensive touchdowns. Only uh, Rod uh, Rod Woodson and uh, Ed Reed have returned more interception yardage in the history of the game. I mean, for some reason he could he could weave through the traffic and take it to the house, but. I don't know how you could go to the Hall of Fame without throwing up when you would see a bust of him. And the third one, I would think, in the way I've stacked it, would be Steve Atwater. I think he had a, has a couple signature plays that people remember. He has all the credentials that, that we've talked about, but he has that hit on Christian Nicoye and then the point-blank interception off of Jay Schrader. I'm sure you guys remember that one on Monday Night Football. Those are, those are special-type plays to me. Hey, John, Sharper can't get to the Hall of Fame without keys to his cell. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's used to eluding people. You know that was a, a specialty. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, one of the guys that uh, you know, I'm the, as you know, John, I'm the patron saint of lost causes, and one of the guys that I see who fits that in this list is Leslie O'Neill, who I think time has forgotten how dominating a player he was uh, in San Diego when they had it uh, together there defensively. What do you make of him and his chances of uh, ever? at least being debated. I don't know that he will ever – I think I look at it as probably as a, a top 25 guy maybe someday. I think you're right in the sense that technically he – and I studied him quite a bit – is he had tremendous hand usage, especially as a very young player. I, I don't know that he ever got his due because it was kind of hard to make an all-pro team when there was Reggie White, Bruce Smith, Richard Dent, and Chris Dolman in the league. Uh they would all four would have to have a, an off year, and, and you'd have to have a super year to make an all-pro team, which I did think happened in 92 for Mr. O'Neill. He, he was a tremendous pass rusher. I do, do not know how willing a run defender he was. I don't think he was tremendous, but I also don't think he made lots of mistakes either. We're speaking with historian John Turney of the Pro Football Journal on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com. And, John, let's cut to the chase. You've seen the list. Who's your most attractive candidate? Well, the first guy whose name you put down. <laughs> that was a, uh, that's a tough one. Um, well, Goose said earlier, LT, LaDainian Tomlinson. I agreed with him. Ron, uh, not so much. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if, if you're talking first ballot guys, yes, I absolutely think uh, LT would be one. And I think it would be a, it's a year for, I think Kurt Warner should, should get in. Uh, if you're going to put in a quarterback, but I, as I don't know if you know, I, I just try to avoid the offensive skill players. I don't care about them. They'll get in when they get in. <laughs> I like the lost causes, the the offensive linemen and the defenders that sometimes are overlooked. Hey, Ron, sounds like you owe me two croissant witch sandwiches. <laughs> I know for four dollars at Burger King. <laughs> I like the price. Hey, John, one of the most interesting names in this belt is Sam Mills, who was the best linebacker in the USFL for three seasons. Then he stood out with both the Saints and Panthers. 
give me a read on his candidacy. Well, I don't. I think it would be great if he could get in. I would love to see him get in. First of all, he was all pro three times, and his best season might have been his first year in Carolina when he uh, didn't make an all-pro team. I just love the kind of year he had in 1995, four and a half sacks, five interceptions, and it's tough to get a handful of both of those in the same season. I believe he forced five fumbles and was a, a leader on a team that was not bad as, a, as an expansion team. And he could blitz. I think he, had, uh, I think he had over 20 sacks. I can't remember, but he would force a lot of fumbles, and he would stay on the field when the Saints would go to the nickel defenses. He was a guy who could drop into coverage and, and, and make a tackle in the open field. So I think he's, he's kind of like the earlier version of London Fletcher. We have a situation here I find pretty interesting in that there are four Patriot defenders uh, from the Super Bowl teams all on here at the same time, McGinnis, Bruschi, uh, Rodney Harrison, and Ty Law. A lot of people think this is a team that you know, won three Super Bowls in, in four years but may end up just getting Tom Brady in there. wonder what your assessment is of those four guys, and do you think one of that group gets in who maybe doesn't deserve it? Well, I think the one who, who should get in eventually, and again, you guys know how tough it is because there's just so many qualified players, would be Ty Law. I think he was a, a top defender. He would get in no matter how many Super Bowls he, he won. I think he's one of the few cornerbacks, and I believe I've sent you folks the list, that got Defensive Player of the Year votes. He never won one, but he was represented in the, in the voting. I mean, somebody thought he was the top defender in the league in a particular year, and that's a hard vote to get. The others, I think, were solid contributory players, but for some reason they, they just don't stand out to me in terms of individual honors. They seem like uh, team players who did a tremendously good job, but were not what you would call consensus all pro types and maybe that's the way bill belichick liked it hey john we got to run uh thanks for the help as always and we'll talk to you next month thank you much i appreciate it that was league historian john turney of the pro football journal up next former offensive lineman chris hinton you're listening to the talk of fame network this is eric dickerson and you're listening to the talk of fame network ql1 this is control checking in to see how excited you are for launch over well actually i'm kind of bored you're about to travel 17,000 miles per hour through Earth's atmosphere, and you're bored? It just doesn't sound that exciting after using Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I was able to get a completely online custom mortgage approval in minutes. Wow, that is impressive. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. You are on a spiritual journey towards savings. Your mind is drifting into uncharted territory as you use the Name Your Price tool to find policy options that fit your budget. Options that fit perfectly. Like football pants or the unitard thingies wrestlers wear. Experience inner peace with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is your brain on drugs. 
Any questions? Um, yeah, I have questions. Prescription drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right? Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed. Isn't it? Why is heroin I so addictive? Molly just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom? Dad, did you ever try drugs? They're going to ask. Be ready. Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. You know what? Probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. While you're going... I go to Burger King because right now, participating Burger King restaurants, you can get two croissant witch breakfast sandwiches for only $4. You heard me, $4. That's only Burger King. Price and participation vary. Restrictions apply. We've been talking about the Hall of Fame's preliminary list of candidates for the class of 2017, and there are 94 of them. And our next guest, former offensive lineman Chris Hinton, is one of them. Now, I first met Chris... When I was covering the Baltimore Colts, I don't know if he remembers it, but I do. And he was involved in one of the biggest blockbuster trades of all time. That would be the 1983 deal that sent Chris to the Colts and John Elway to Denver. Now, of course, John Elway would go on to a Hall of Fame career, but Chris, he did okay for himself. He went on to an outstanding career as well with seven Pro Bowls and three All-Pro selections. As I said, he's on the Hall's preliminary list of this year's candidate. He's here today to talk about it. Chris, thanks for joining us. Hey, no problem. Looking forward to it. Hey, Chris, first things first. Um, you're up for the hall, and as you mentioned in an email that you sent out last week, you're a long shot. You acknowledge that. But if you were to stand in front of the voters, and there are 48 of us, if you were to stand in front of us today and make your case, what would you tell us about your candidacy? Well, e- even outside of um, making the Pro Bowl seven times, I think the big thing with, with me is the fact that I did it at three different positions. I made all pro at a fourth position on the offensive line. And, um, and, and I did it on, on teams that were not very successful. Sometimes it's easier to, to get, get attention when you're playing on a Super Bowl team or a team that they deep run into the playoffs. But, um, there are a couple of teams that I played for that, um, started out, you know, one year we started out 0 13 and I made the Pro Bowl. So, uh, my peers, coaches, appreciated what I what I was doing and um, rewarded me with Pro Bowls those years. Chris, how do you think your candidacy has been impacted by this quote? The guy traded for John Elway. You know, it was it was one of those things. It's, it's like a, a gift and a curse. Number one, it 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 really brought attention to you know who was guy who, who was in the Elway trade, and then it's the, the, the curse is. He was the guy in the Elway trade, and uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's so. So for me, it's. Um, I mean, it's like I said, it, it's brought attention to to me, but um, you know, sometimes not so good. Well, I saw you play a lot, uh, uh, Chris, because I was covering the Patriots for a lot of the time. You were in Indianapolis. Uh, no question, what a dominating player you were. But I'm wondering how aware you are of the sort of difficulty, uh, not only for guys uh, who played on teams with poor records, but guys who played in the offensive line, you know, Kent Hull and, and uh, Mike Ken and, and uh, Richmond Flowers and Tony Pacelli, uh, you know, guy, Bruce Armstrong, who I think was a really good player, uh, went to Agreed. a bunch of Pro Bowls. 
they don't even get their name mentioned. So is it daunting to you to sit there and say, I'm not the only one in this position, and so how do I get out of it? Yeah, I mean, because the guys that I got a chance to see, <clears throat> see those guys play in, and, and they're you know pretty much in the, in, in the same boat as myself, where it's tough as an offensive lineman because there's other than Pro Bowls or all pros, I mean, there's really no other stat that you can go by, and it's easy. And, and the fact that we played during a time when, I mean, there was no direct TV where you could watch eight games in a day or whatever, and and um, so guys on the West Coast had no idea what, what guys on the East Coast were doing. And so, yeah, it's, it's tough. I, I wish there was one, uh, another way to measure and, and so that people would know. We're speaking to former offensive lineman Chris Hinton on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com. And, Chris, I want to ask you one more, I apologize, one more Elway question, but um, mm-hmm. how much pressure was there on you to perform up to expectations? I remember when, when Elway came in in 1983 to Memorial Stadium, and they booed him, and he went to the bench, and DeBurr came mm-hmm. in. But right. there was a tremendous amount of pressure on him in that day. But there was a tremendous amount of pressure on you for your career. Yeah, there was. Um... You know, I always kid about how, how the guys on the team would, would give me a hard time saying that we could have had Elway instead of you. So, <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I, I felt pressure. Um, but pressure is playing playing at Northwestern, you know, for four years and going four and forty. So, and that, <laughs> that, that like was my those college career. Yeah. <laughs> you went, yeah, you win four so, games, and you're still the fourth pick of the draft. Right. That's yeah. Right. So come about that four number. Yeah. But um, being able to accomplish what I did, being in, in making the Pro Bowl as, as the first offensive lineman ever to make the Pro Bowl, and the first offensive lineman, well, first player in the NFL to, to make the Pro Bowl at three different positions. Those are the, some of the things that I'm proud of. Chris, you said you you are a rare three position player, at both right, left tackle, and guard. Do you think your versatility may have hurt your candidacy? If you had stayed at left tackle for, say, the entire 13-year career, you, you may be looked at differently. And secondly, if given a choice, what single position would you like to be considered as a Hall of Fame candidate? That's a great question. Yes, I, I think the fact that I, I played multiple positions hurt hurt in, in that regard and, and playing for three different teams also. But um, And to be very honest with you, I, I think I played out of position most of my career. I was I was more of a natural guard. And... Um, because I was I was more of a physical run blocking guy and versus a tackle, so I really I think I played out of position probably ten out of the thirteen years. I'm wondering, you know, you mentioned four and forty at, at Northwestern, and uh, we know the difficult, tough record you had in the NFL. Chris, do you ever sit back and say to yourself, you know, dear Lord, you know, you really played a cruel trick on me. You blessed me with all this ability and then you put me on these teams that nobody on the world would ever find me uh you know when you hit your knees at midnight there's ever one time where you said what were you thinking <laughs> yeah and, and and then on top of that you talk about you know playing multiple positions uh, at northwestern i played uh over the four years i played three different positions and um we played offensive line one year wow so so what happens is you know, the, the coach always sees you in a, in a way that, well, we need a guard. Put Chris a guard. Well, we need to tackle. Put Chris a tackle. And... Hey, Chris, I, I know Ron asked you earlier about some of the other decorated offensive linemen who are in this group. You mentioned Ken Hull, Joe Jacoby, mm-hmm. Tony Baselli, among others. They were all decade choices, and, and I know you were not. And my question is, 
you know, the majority of the players in the hall either are all decade choices or they've won rings. Should either of those be a factor in making it to the hall? Well, no. <laughs> I, I would, hands down, if, if I'd played for the 49ers or the Redskins, I'd be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. If, if, I play, if, I, if I played for championship teams and accomplished what I did, and um, I, would, I would probably have more, more all-pro seasons. And so it's a tough one. I mean, it, as, as a voter, it's tough to wrap your arms around a, a career that you guys didn't see or it's basically just going on paper. Because some of the things that um, I mentioned in my email, like, like being the only player to either make the Pro Bowl or All-Pro at four different positions, I mean, nobody knows that. Right. But if I was a receiver and, or, or a running back and I, I gained 2,000 yards, everybody would know that. Yeah, so. right. I think the fact that you also mentioned your teams were 57 and 70, that should be considered right. too because, as you said, you know, you played on some bad teams. You were a very good player on some very bad teams. I, I think that's a, a fe- I, you know, don't mean to toot my horn again, but it's a feather in your cap when, when you can make the, the Pro Bowl on a, on a team that starts out 0-13. Yeah, exactly. Right. Hey, Chris, we got to run, but thanks so much for All the right, time. Guys. And you know what? Best of luck with the vote. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks Chris. Chris. That was former offensive lineman Chris Hinton, who's one of the 94 Hall of Fame candidates for the class of 2017. Up next, Rick on why the NFL is a young man's game. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network's brought to you by Proactive. For just $19.95, you can get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush valued at $45. But here's the best news. You get clear and stay clear or your money back. Call one 800 644-5944. That's 1-800-644-5944. We're also brought to you, of course, by GEICO. That's GEICO, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. But that's not all. We're also brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, and Ron, whose computer doesn't, huh? Just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, minutes, you can download software to clean up what's slowing down your computer. For more information, go to MyCleanPC.com. Hey, everyone. This is Life Tips with Geico. Life Tip 1. Use a shower squeegee to remove pet fur from carpet. Squeegee is also very fun to say. Consider it when naming a pet or child. Life Tip 2. Switch to GEICO and you could save hundreds on your car insurance. With over 75 years of experience and a 97% customer satisfaction rating, they know what they're doing. GEICO. Get savings into your life. Visit GEICO.com today. QL1, this is Control. Checking in to see how excited you are for launch. Over? Well, actually, I'm kind of bored. You're about to travel 17,000 miles per hour through Earth's atmosphere, and you're bored? It just doesn't sound that exciting after using Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I was able to get a completely online custom mortgage approval in minutes. Wow, that is impressive. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button. Get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org number 3030. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story, Marty and the two for $4 croissant. Yeah, I go to Burger King. They got that uh, croissant deal, two for $4. It's wicked good with the sausage, dude. And two for $4? That is a huge bargain. Huge. <laughs> well said, Marty. Tasty, savory, sausage on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant sandwiches now for just $4. Only at Burger King. Price of participation vary. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. 
One obstacle many small businesses face is that getting the capital they need can be a difficult task. That's where Cabbage comes in. Cabbage provides simple, flexible access to a line of credit up to $100,000. They have helped 80,000 businesses with over $2 billion in funding. Go to Cabbage.com or call 888-CABBAGE. You'll get a decision in minutes and can start using your funds immediately. Access your line from a phone or computer and only pay for what you take. Make Cabbage your first resort for business funding. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then we're tired. Get out. I'll tell you what does matter, Ron. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car Get insurance? on the phone. Get on the phone. Get on the phone. That is correct, sir. It means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So go. Go with Ron. See you know what, Ron? Take him to Burger King, too. Because at participating Burger King restaurants, you can get two croissant-witch breakfast sandwiches for only $4. You heard me. Two for four, which is what Ron's going to give me when he loses that LT bet. That's only at Burger King. Price and participation vary. Restrictions apply. Before we go to our Renai Game Changer of the Week, guys, this is always the segment where they have that. I'd like to mention former Baltimore defensive line coach Clarence Brooks, who last week lost his battle to cancer at the age of 65. In his 11 years as a defensive line coach, the Ravens surrendered the fewest touchdowns to be 89 of any team during that span. Um, Going to miss him, and he's gone too soon at the age of 65. Terrific guy, terrific coach. As I mentioned, uh, this is the time when we salute our Renai Game Changer of the Week. And Ron, you're first up. Let's start with you. Go ahead. I'm going with the rookie, uh, Carson Wentz. You know, he was certainly... Uh, the gunslinger. The gunslinger, exactly right. I mean, look, he followed an impressive debut with another great performance against the Bears. Uh, he's the one who looked like the veteran, and, and uh, his counterpart, Jay Cutler, was the one who looked like the uh, very nervous rookie. So he changed everything for the Eagles. Gooseman, you were not game changer of the week. I'm going to stay in the same building. Jim Schwartz, the Philadelphia Eagles, couldn't play defense a lick a year ago. Chip Kelly's fast-paced offense didn't give him a chance, but the slower pace in offense and the addition of Schwartz as defense coordinator with his aggressive get-after-the-quarterback mentality has propelled the Eagles into the NFL's top five in defense. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Eagles. There you go. Well, guys, I'm going with Ron Howard. You haven't heard of him? Well, you should, because he brought to life some real, honest-to-goodness Hall of Famers. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. That's right. Ron Howard directed the film Eight Days a Week, The Touring Years, that follows the Fab Four on tour through 250 shows from 1963 through 1966. And it's in your neighborhood theater now. I'm going to go see it. Goose, Ron, you should go see it. You know what, Ron? Yeah. Take your son because he wants to hear what honest goodness rock and roll is supposed to be like. That's where it is. Eight Days a Week. <laughs> Speaking of Hall of Famers. There's the cue for one of ours, Dr. Data, a.k.a. Rick Goslin, inducted into the hall in 2004. Goose, I'm told you're here to tell us, yeah, why the NFL is a young man's game. So, Goose, we're all young. Take it away. The Seattle Seahawks have one of the most talented rosters in the NFL. They've won 10 or more games each of the last four years and have been in the Super Bowl in two of the last three years. Yet the Seahawks brought an NFC high 15 rookies into the season including a league-high seven undrafted college free agents. One of those rookies, defensive tackle Jaron Reed of Alabama, now starts for the Seahawks. And yet, Seattle's merely at the front end of the youth curve. 
a record 277 rookies made NFL opening day rosters, including 205 of the 253 draft picks. That translates into a record 81% of all draft picks making NFL rosters. Green Bay won 10 games last season and advanced to the NFC semifinals. But the Packers kept 12 rookies, including five undrafted college free agents. The Jets also won 10 games a year ago. They also kept 12 rookies, including five who were not drafted. Even Ron's defending AFC East champion Patriots kept nine rookies, and three of them, yes, three of them started on opening day. Third-rounder Joe Thoney, Thoney at guard, fourth-rounder Malcolm Mitchell, wide receiver, and sixth-rounder Ted Karras at guard. The Miami Dolphins were the only other team starting three rookies. The salary cap has transformed the NFL into a young man's league, and your draft picks constitute the cheap labor force that allows teams to pay their franchise quarterbacks Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Eli Manning those $100 million contracts. Six teams kept every one of their draft picks this season. Denver, Green Bay, Los Angeles, Oakland, and both the Giants and Jets. The NFL season starts in September, but the winning for NFL teams starts in April. The draft is more important today than it's ever been. What goes the thing that uh, comes to mind to me is this really a reflection of talent or merely economics? Are they superior to these veterans that are getting whacked, uh, or is the fact of the matter is it's just a money move? No, it's it's all about the economics. This is the poison pill. The players wanted free agency. They had to give them the cap as a trade-off, and the trap mean the cap means that you're not going to have a long career. If you're in your 30s, you're in jeopardy. Well, there's the whistle signifying the two-minute drill, and I'm calling this week's play. So, Derek, let's get right to it. Angelina just dumped Brad. So when do Chicago and Jay Cutler call it quits? Heck, Cutler lasted longer in Chicago than Billy Bob Thornton did with Angelina. Hey, maybe Brad jumped, dumped Angelina, not the other way around. Yeah, I don't think so. Cody Kessler <laughs> with the Browns' third starting quarterback in three games. So who's their quarterback in Week 17? Ronnie Bass, a.k.a. Sunshine from Remember the Titans. <laughs> If they have a clue, Mill Plum's nephew, Professor Plum. <laughs> Kirk Cousins calls his teammates' frustrations understandable. What do you call him? I call the Redskins a bad football team. I call them dangerous to his well-being if they persist. Hey, guys, what did we learn from Tim Tebow's workout this week? His football days are definitely over. They don't test for PEDs at minor league workouts. Did you see the guy? Cleveland just unveiled his Jim Brown statue outside its stadium. I saw that. Who's the next Brown to get one? If they can sign him to a ceremonial one-day contract, LeBron James. Uh, with any luck at all, downtown Julie Brown. <laughs> hey, the Saints started the past three seasons 0-2. Why can't they wake up in September? They also went 0-4 in August. Maybe they need that first frost. Exactly. Too humid down there to think straight. If an English zoo can move the world's saddest polar bear to make him happy, what can it do for Bears fans? Make Mike Ditka coach again. Ditka. Throw, throw Jay Cutler to the Wolves. Blake Bortles has one road win in his career, so how can he win a second? Travel to Chicago for a game, which comes on August 16th, or October 16th. Or join the Arena League. Seattle just got punished a second time in two years. Two in two years for illegal off-season workouts. So why aren't they called cheaters? Because they cheat against themselves in practice. The Patriots cheat against others in games. <sighs> there you go. Come on, clock. Jiminy Cricket, clock. Who says they aren't? Jacoby Brissett, Joe Jacoby, or Angela Bassett? The only who, the only one who's been a friend of the show, Joe Jacoby. If you have to ask this question, Clark, you have never seen Angela Bassett. Sam Bradford or Terry Bridgewater? 
Bradford. Bridgewater still has a bum knee. Bridgewater, even with a bum knee. Who was that under the Tom Brady mask in the New England parking lot last week? Wes Welker? Ted Wells? Or Ron? I think it was Tom Brady. I think it was Giselle Bunchen. Yeah, Bunchen. Yeah, Tom Brady's <laughs> wife. That'd be Brady. Giselle Brady. Hey, we want to thank Eric Dickerson, Chris Hinton, and John Turney for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or find us on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, you can catch us at this time and on this station next week. We'll be here. We hope you will be, too. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. You are in the middle of the ocean on a raft, finding coverage options that fit your budget. As you listen to the ebb and flow of the tide, your budget, the ebb, our coverage, the flow. Why tetherball isn't considered a real sport? Unknown. Be at one with your budget with the Name Your Price tool. Visit Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story, Bob and the two for four dollar croissantwich. So, here's a doozy. I'm eating my two croissantwich for four dollars, you know? And this lady comes over, making big moon eyes. And I'm like, keep your paws off my other croissantwich, ma'am. Great story, Bob. Thick cut bacon and eggs on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissantwich sandwiches now for just four dollars. Only a Burger King. Price of participation vary. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Um, yeah, I have questions. Prescription drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right? Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed. Isn't it? Why is heroin so addictive? Molly just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom? Dad, did you ever try drugs? They're going to ask. Be ready. Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids.